What's up, beautiful? And welcome to Relationship Badass, the podcast. I'm Nikki Sunshine, your host, and I'm here every single week to bring you juicy episodes that are loaded with tips, tricks, ideas, powerful mindset shifts, and all the things related to helping you have empowering, sexy, thriving, deep relationships. So buckle up, grab yourself a glass of tea, wine, bubbles, and get cozy as we dive into this week's episode. Hello, 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 beautiful, badass babes. Welcome back, or welcome. This is Relationship Badass Podcast. I am Nikki, and I'm so grateful that you're here. <laughs> it's such an honor to be here with you and share some stuff and hopefully spark a little sprinkle of inspiration or hope or understanding into your world. Yeah! (laughs) Oh, you guys, it is uh, almost 11 p.m. This is a really late recording for me, but I'm determined to get this done. I'm a bit behind. I just got back from four days in Dallas. Well, it was really 10 days in Texas because I visited some family in San Antonio first, but after that I went to Dallas for Tony Robbins' Unleash the Power Within, and let me tell you, that is not an event for the faint-footed or hearted. That is not a sit down for seven hours and take some notes kind of seminar. I'm talking 12 to 14, 15 hour days and we're moving and we're learning and we're, we're getting in state and uh, it was incredible. So I'm, yeah, just getting back from that and kind of getting, getting back to my mission here. So I have a couple quick announcements and then we are going to dive into today's episode all about control. Yes, we're going to talk about control and how it shows up in relationship. Oh yeah. But first, a couple quick things. So I still have limited amounts of relationship badass swag that I want to send to you for free. So You know what to do. Hit subscribe if you're on Apple iTunes and leave me a rating and review. Take a screenshot of your review. Go ahead and drop it in my Facebook group. Link in the show notes. And when I see that, I will send you a message to get your mailing address and you will have your free relationship badass swag gift on the way. So act quickly. They're the gifts are limited in quantity and they are flying fast. So if you want to get your free gift, act soon. All right, y'all. I have my couples workshop coming up in just two weeks for my Colorado locals out there. So Amplify Love is going down at a Rise Music Festival on Saturday, August 
3rd at 11 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. So sadly, I cannot sell tickets to the workshop itself. You have to have a ticket to arise in order to attend. So that could be in the form of a weekend pass or you can get Saturday, just Saturday tickets. So if you just want to come for Saturday, it's a lot of fun. There's kids villages there. It's a total family type of place. There's music, there's art. It's pretty amazing. And there's lots of other epic workshops like mine. There's yoga and, you know, all, I mean, there's all sorts of things. Yoga is not the only thing. I'm just brain fart right now. <laughs> so let me know if you're going to be there. Screenshot if you bought your ticket to Arise. Put it on your Instagram story and tag me. Or send me a message and let me know if you're coming. I would love to meet you, get to know you. If you've been listening to the show and we haven't met, yo, let's meet. I want to be your friend. <laughs> so um, that's in Loveland, Colorado. And I believe it's August 2nd through 4th is the festival itself. I'm My workshop is happening on the 3rd. I'll see you there, badasses. And finally, I want to kick off this episode with a bit of gratitude. <laughs> so today, I really would like to thank you guys out there my listenership, so to speak, each and every one of you fucking badasses that shows up here every week or not and chooses to engage in something that is all about your personal growth and love in your life. I just think it's awesome. I respect you so hard. This is what I do with my time too. I have so many podcasts I listen to. Probably going to start sharing those more like on Instagram stories. Yo, if you guys don't follow me on Instagram, that's the place right now. So you should go check it out. It's like where it's where you get like the most vulnerable, raw, daily goodness from me. Um, and it's it's just fun. I get to know a lot of you guys there. I've met so many of you on Instagram. I feel like we're like best friends, but we've never met. <laughs> it's amazing. Um so yeah, thank, like, you guys, this is fun and all, sitting here talking about what I love into a microphone in my room at way too late o'clock on a Tuesday, <laughs> but if y'all weren't on the other end of this, I would probably wouldn't keep doing this, you know, like, I do it because of you guys, and it's not only such an honor and in such fulfillment of my mission to get this information out to as many people as I can. Um, but it's, you know, it's a beautiful branch of my business. Like I love that I can offer this and any, you know, it's, it's free. It's all you need is any kind of device. Most people have phones these days. So if you have a phone, you can access it. I love that. I just love and, and even if you think you have no time, you can just listen to it while you're doing other stuff. It's such a great way for me to bring you information. So thank you for giving me a reason to do this. Um, yeah, y'all are the shit. And some of you have turned into beloved clients or you've written me just messages and, or emails about the impact that this podcast has had and 
those you, every one of you has gotten a reply. I always respond because those messages mean the world to me. It, it, like that is my big why, you know, I experience this huge transformation in my life and my relationship. And, and I'm in this relationship that is such a beautiful part of my beautiful life. And I just want to share that knowledge with others because it was such a journey and it was so scary and, and unknown. And I just think it's cool that I can come and, and hopefully save you a few of the face smacking falls in the, on the concrete that I had along the way. (laughs) So thank you for being here. Y'all are the shit. This episode, this one's for you guys, except secretly they're all for you guys. (laughs) Not so secretly. All right. That's all I have you guys. Uh, Get ready to dive into this episode about control. 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 What do you feel when I say that word? Does anything come up for you? Do you notice anything in your body? Maybe your breathing changes. Maybe your fists tighten up a little bit. It's just interesting to notice. Today, I want to talk about control and the ro- and the role co- control plays in relationship. Um, so first, where does the need to control come from? Let's just start there. When one or both partners is trying to control or acting in a controlling way, um, what Where does that come from? And for me, in every scenario in my life, in the life of my friends and clients and people that have shared with me, control always comes from a place of fear. Always. Because we are scared, we try to control the things around us because it can feel like, oh, if I'm in control, I'm safe. You can't hurt me if I'm in control. Is that familiar to anyone out there? (laughs) It's certainly familiar to me um, many years ago and in many different relationships. So if you're wondering where control comes from, it always comes from fear. And it can show up in relationship in a number of ways. Um, Some ways that I've seen it show up. Well, one way I've seen it show up is where there are rules instead of agreements. So an example of this would be if, um, let's say there was a man and a woman together and the man was on his phone, on Facebook Messenger messaging people, and then let's say um, the woman peeked over, noticed he was messaging a girl and said, are you messaging other girls? In that moment... The implication is that he's broken a rule, like that he wasn't supposed to message other girls. 
But rules versus agreements, they're different because agreements are made the two with the two of you together talking it out. A rule is more of something that's not discussed, but someone who's trying to control will kind of make up rules in their head saying it's not okay if you message other girls in their head, but then they won't come to their partner and say, hey, this feels like a boundary for me. Can we talk about this? That's very different, right? To have a rule in your head for the relationship, but not communicating that with your partner, that can be quite destructive. But if you have that, now this is very different than if you have a boundary, a personal boundary that you discover. And so you come to your partner to discuss what kind of agreements you can make in order to honor this new found boundary of yours. It's a very different experience. So, yeah, rules versus agreement. That's one way I see it show up. Um, it also just shows up in kind of a, like, for me, I, I think of tension, stress, anxiety, anger, frustration, that kind of feeling um, when there's this controlling force within the relationship. You know, kind of walk, perhaps the person who is, if let's say there's one person who's more in a, in a controlling nature, the other person's kind of walking on eggshells all the time, feeling like they can't really be themselves or be honest. I see that type of stuff a lot. So it just creates this culture of like, eek, kind of tension, stress, not necessarily a lot of truth being shared. Okay, so I also another way I see this show up is sneaky behavior. So things like maybe checking phones or emails, um, you know, looking through mail, um, you know, looking through someone's personal space or their car or something like that. Um, that's usually the pers- the partner who is in the controlling position. They'll be doing that type of stuff. But then the other partner will also be engaging in sneaky behavior because they're so afraid to be honest about what they're doing that they'll start to do things secretly behind the controlling partner's back. So it creates a kind of, again, a culture of sneaky behavior. Um, I, I see this manifest in, as what I call it's just us syndrome. And so this is kind of when the controlling partner will have the mentality of, well, we kind of have everything we need right here. You know, why do you need to go have a night out with your friends? Or why do you need to go on that trip? Or why do you have to go to that conference? You know, can I, or, you know, why do you have to go do that alone? It's kind of this, this idea of I've, we found each other and now it's you and I are all we need. Um, sometimes the controlling partner can kind of have that mentality and then put that expectation onto the other partner. Um, And it can show up as abuse. So when a person emotionally, physically, mentally abuses someone, they are trying to create an illusion of control. The abuse is meant to create the illusion that I am up here and you are down here and I can control you. And oftentimes the one that is being abused 
actually begins to believe that because they are so scared um, that can kind of cloud their, that fear can cloud their true judgment and they can start to feel trapped and not even realize their own power in leaving. And so I'm, I'm, I'm guessing some of you out there have known someone who is in an abusive relationship, maybe a friend, a family member, and you could see like, no, you should just get out of there. I can help you. Maybe you even offered your help and, but they didn't want to leave. And so that's kind of what's going on there oftentimes is they feel that they have no control because that's what the controller has, that's, that's kind of the culture the controller has created with their abuse. I hope that made sense. <clears throat> so when, so if I'm scared and then I'm controlling, acting in a controlling way. Um, and so when I say acting in a controlling way, it can show up essentially in all the ways I just mentioned. Um, it can also just show up as straight up frustration and anger and like um, having a short uh, fuse. Is that what they say, I think? <laughs> having a short fuse where like the littlest things can just set you off. Where, you know, your true self, your truest true self doesn't get set off by all these little things. That's not actually who you are. But when we're in this state of fear and trying to control and not being able to control everything, it can um, bring out a lot of different experiences and, and triggers and, you know, short fuses. So... Um, I want to say, first of all, there's absolutely nothing wrong with you if you are either feeling like, yes, I am scared and I, I do um, come, you know, act in a controlling way towards my partner. There's nothing wrong with you. And there's nothing wrong with the person who stays with the controlling partner, even though they're unhappy or frustrated. Because we're human beings and we act first out of emotion more than anything. We'll do things, buy things, be with people because of the emotions we feel when we are with those people, do those things or buy those things. You know, emotion drives so much of our actions. So, um, it's okay. You know, fear is a very powerful experience and, um, and until we truly decide, all right, I'm going to get a hold of my fear. I'm going to learn to work with my fear and not let my fear run me. It can be, it can really truly run us. Like my fear can run me if I don't kind of, when I say work with it and get a hold of it, um, what I'm talking about is, you know, deciding, okay, I'm going to start looking at my fear. And so then you, like what I did when I started this process, what I was, I just started to get curious. So, you know, let's say I wanted to do something for my business. Like I wanted to invest in my business coach who I fucking love. Jenny, I love you. You're amazing. <laughs> you guys, if you need a business coach, mine's the best. Let me know. I'll hook you up. <clears throat> but, um, 
so let's say I'm wanting to hire my business coach, but I start to experience fear. Now what I'll do is I'll notice myself backing down. So it'll look like this. Ooh, yes, I need to hire her. She's, it's going to be the best decision I've ever made. Look at all these things I'll be able to do. Oh man, but I don't know if I can afford it. You know, that, that extra money each month could go towards other things that are really important. And, you know, I don't know if I have the time. I just, if I've got someone trying to hold me accountable and, you know, being on my case, I'm already so stressed and busy. Uh, I don't know. So that right there is my fear, right? My fear's coming in. My gut knows that this is what I need to do. I need to hire this coach. But my fear comes in because it's trying to protect me because thousands of years ago we needed daily protection from saber-toothed tigers and wild storms and enemy tribes because we are living out in crazy conditions. Now we live in cushy little homes, right? Most of us are fortunate enough to live in, if you're listening to this, to live in some kind of home, room, something um, that gives you shelter, van, car, and we don't need that protection anymore, but our brain can't distinguish the difference between a life-threatening stressor and just a day-to-day stressor. Our brain, our animal brain, detects threat, and it says, okay, I must step in. I must protect. And so with that knowledge, we can choose to say, okay, I appreciate you, animal brain. Fear, I hear you. I see you over there. I appreciate you looking out for me, but I got this one. And don't worry, I'm going to be just fine. And you take back control of the situation and you say, no. What I did is I said, no, I know this is the right move. I can feel it in my gut. You know, my, my womb was telling me exactly what to do. And so I talked to my fear. I didn't make it wrong or bad. I just said, you know what? You can go ahead and take the passenger seat on this one. I'll take the wheel. And I hired her. And you guys, I mean, that decision has changed my life. And it's been one of the best decisions I've ever made for my business. And I just, I can't wait to work with her more and in deeper ways as my business continues to grow and just like hook up all my friends with her. It's just, it's rewarded me. It's been so rewarding. And I almost could have let fear stop me from making that decision. And so, again, there's nothing wrong with you. And now you can make a choice. Right in this moment, you can say, I now decide that although my fear has a very intelligent purpose, I will not allow it to make my decisions anymore. Right? We can just make that decision right now. (sighs) So what do we do with control? In case you haven't picked up on it already, the answer is we look at the fear. So if you, if you've want to, If you want to deal with your control, you look at the fear that's underneath the control. Okay, so 
I'm going to share an example with you guys um, shortly from my own life, of course, to kind of tie all this together so you can see how it all fits and kind of get a real-life example of what this might look like. So when you look at the fear, again, I guess I just went over this, but um, ask questions, you know, be curious, get to know your fear. Don't judge it or make it wrong, but just um, remember it's there to serve you and you can just ask, kindly let it know that it's time to step aside because you're taking back the driver's seat. All right, everyone. Now, if you're driving, just be careful, but I want you to put up your right hand and if you can put your left hand on your heart so we got a right hand in the air and our left hand on the heart and I want you to repeat after me <clears throat> I love my fear my fear is a tool that I use for protection self-reflection and personal growth Bless my fear. So, again, we don't want to make our fear wrong. I want to really get this across to you. And you can go ahead and use that affirmation if you like it. But our fear is what is in place so that we can grow, so that we can learn, so that we can be challenged, so that we can have opportunities to continue to step back into ourselves again and again. And fear was originally put there to protect us, and it still does sometimes. You know, when you walk by kind of a sketchy alleyway at night, maybe you're in the city, and something, you get that gut feeling, that kind of fear that says, I don't know if I should walk down there, and you decide not to walk down that scary alley. I don't know about you guys, but I want that fear on my side. <laughs> I don't want to say fuck you to my fear because fear is here to help me. You know, it's it's literally here to protect me. And when it's not actually protecting me, I have an opportunity to notice the fear and choose my path anyway. And that is what builds character. That is what builds strength. That is what cultivates growth. It's really it's just so beautiful. So... I hope you take from this that fear is our friend, it's here to help, and the solution isn't to get rid of the fear. I don't think that's actually possible if you're going to continue to grow. Now, if you stay in your comfort zone your entire life, you could live a pretty life, like a, a life that's pretty absent of fear, and it'll be absent of growth. So... You know, that's up to you. My projection is that if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably into growth. So, <clears throat> so the difference between acknowledging and working with your fear and getting stuck in your fear, this is the difference. This looking at your fear with curiosity and learning to work with it and choosing your path in the presence of fear. Um, that is building courage. That is working with your fear. That's, that's not getting stuck in your fear. Getting stuck in your fear is allowing your fear to essentially affect the decisions you make. 
And that's what control is. It's when your fear is in the driver's seat. And so because you're scared, you're trying to control things around you. You've Now, let's get be clear. You have probably been hurt in the past. So you probably have a damn good reason to be scared. My guess is this hasn't just come out of nowhere. Maybe you've been hurt in this relationship specifically and maybe you have not. Maybe it was a different relationship completely. Um, Maybe not even a romantic relationship. It could have been a familial relationship or maybe even with yourself. But the point is, you have a good reason to be scared. And now is an amazing time to take courageous action in the presence of that scared feeling. So I've been there. Um, I dealt with control a lot, particularly after 2016. So those of you that follow me know my story, but I will share a little bit of it for those who haven't heard. In 2016, I got a phone call one day. My mom was found on the floor of her apartment. And by the time I got the call, she was on her way to the hospital. I lived in Colorado at the time, as I still do, and she lived in Wisconsin. So I hopped on a plane as soon as I could. And by the time I got there, she was set up in the hospital with tubes and in all her ears to her nose all over just bruises and all over her arms from them trying to take blood and um she didn't look good I then spent nine days by her side with my two beautiful sisters um as she just lie there um At first, she was on life support, and we were hopeful, but it became clear she wasn't going to get better, and so eventually we took her off life support. Nine days later, I was in the room alone for, I think, actually, I was not alone. My brother-in-law was there working in the corner, just quietly on his computer. Both my sisters were gone, though. My little sister had gone for a walk, and my older sister went to go get the hospice papers signed by my grandpa so we could take my mom to hospice. And in those few minutes when I was alone with her, she took her final breaths in my arms um, and she died almost three years ago today. It was her three-year death anniversary just two days ago. And so that was just such an experience that it, it, it broke I thought it broke me because it was so out of my control it was like but no I healed my relationship with my mom and I I wanted her in my life I did my work and I still lost her that's fucked up and so i I started to become very scared. <clears throat> Just scared that anything I loved could be gone in a second. And 
that everyone I love could die at any moment. Um, my mom's death certificate for cause of death says unknown. The doctors say they just, they didn't know. And so it was just this big mystery and it scared the fuck out of me. Um, moving forward, I was in a relationship with a man and it was a really, really painful relationship for a lot of it. Um, I was just so deeply immersed in my pain and my grief and I was in this place of wanting, being in so much fear that I was beginning to try and control everything around me. And so I just, I just wanted to have some control. My life felt so out of control that I just wanted control. And so that showed up in little ways of just us arguing a lot. Me, I remember, like now I can see clearly, though then I could not. Me just trying to change who he was. He was really into traveling around and seeing music, like concerts and musical performances. And that was his thing. And like that's what he wanted to do. And I was in herbalism school wanting to really change my life. Um, I had previously, for the previous like three or four years, been doing that same thing. That's why me and him got together. Um, and... So I, I was wanting to change my life and I just kept trying to show him that I had the answers. No, trust me, if you eat this food, you'll be healthier. And if you live like this, you'll be better off. And I had it in my head that that was the right way. And the truth was he was just trying to be himself. And if I couldn't love him like that, it was my responsibility to leave with love and say, I love you, but I, I, I need something else and a partner and I want you to be who you are. But the problem was I was in fear and, and so I was, but I didn't know it. I wasn't aware of how this was affecting everything. You know, I knew I was, I was scared and I was sad, but I didn't see how it all fit together. And so that relationship was long and painful there were some really beautiful moments, but it was a lot of just fighting um, and misalignment and, you know, just not being truly connected. And so finally, after about a year and some months of that relationship, my now ex-partner pulled the trigger and he ended the relationship. And so at the time I felt like such a honestly like the biggest victim of life I couldn't believe it it felt it was like are you serious like how could this happen this was now eight months after my mom died um, I was still like every day losing like breaking down in massive tears and grief like that was still a daily thing for me at this point and so um, that man was there for a, a lot of heavy shit with me. I, I have so much respect and appreciation for him in that regard. <clears throat> and so shortly after that breakup, I found <laughs> the man who had been in front of me for six or seven years already, who 
I'm now so deeply in love with and my who I believe to be one of my soulmates uh, Warren the partnership I'm still in today now when we got together at first it I was you know <laughs> everyone thinks like cool leave the relationship get rid of the problems but as you guys probably know the problems always follow right <laughs> so now I'm with Warren and the same stuff starts happening I remember specifically once like getting upset with him because he wanted to go to a music festival and we had planned to go, like go fishing one day and I made this big deal about it because he was canceling our plans to go fishing to go to this festival and we never hang out and maybe some of that had some truth to it but what was underneath it was just my fear he wanted to go do something that I didn't wasn't into and didn't want to do and it kind of reminded me of my previous partnership because that was like a similar dynamic and I was just in so much fear that I tried to control him you shouldn't go don't go you know and <clears throat> that was the energy of our relationship and so um, those of you that follow me know the story of the day that Warren and I had the most painful talk of my life and you know we had been pretty disconnected for some time but I hadn't really been speaking up about it I had just kind of been acting like it wasn't there because again I was in fear knowing that once I brought it up I knew that this could lead to many different things one including us breaking up and I was really scared of that I was really scared to lose him in the beginning because I hadn't healed the resentment towards my ex yet and so I was still in this like scarcity fear mindset around the fact that I was unlovable and you know that um my ex left me because because I was such a terrible girlfriend and so now that I've healed that and just found complete love and compassion and understanding for my ex who by the way still doesn't communicate with me so I share that because if you think you need the other person to communicate with you in order for you to heal, you don't. I can tell you with certainty from personal experience, it is completely doable for anyone to do this without the other person. And that's the same if someone died and you had some unresolved stuff, you can do that too. Of course, reach out to me if you need help with this. I would love to help. Um, in any way that I can. <clears throat> so anyway, we had that talk and Warren basically told me the things that he needed from me in order for him to be happy in this relationship. And a huge part of me wanted to just say, well, you know what, dude, here's, you know, my, my fear and my ego wanted to come back at him and say, well, here's all the ways you don't show up. And, you know, if I would have done that, I don't think we'd be together today, truthfully. Something in that moment helped me. I feel I was guided and said, it was like a voice in my head. It was like, do you want to be right or do you want this relationship? He's just telling you what he needs. You just asked what he needs. Do you want to try and give it to him or do you just want to be right? And so that changed the game for me and that is when my journey of exploring my fear began 
Because I was like, okay, I can't, I'm not going to lose this relationship. It means so much to me. I'm not going to treat this person I care about so much like this any longer. And I started to look at my fear and understood how, and that's where I connected my fear essentially from losing my mom, feeling so out of control, and then losing that partnership with my ex all within those eight months just put me in this place of trying to control everything you know so um yeah it's been a beautiful journey um and now I talk about mine and Warren's free relationship and how open and incredible it is and you know last week when I was at Tony Robbins he was at the um his little conference uh like his energy science conference out in a different state and we were just both doing our own thing and we got to come back together after over 10 days apart and just light up sharing with each other things that we've come back with and now I just embrace the the free flowing juicy goodness of our partnership where before I was clinging on to the control for dear life So that's been my journey with this and that's why I'm here talking to you about this today and why I'm just so inspired to share this with you, share with you maybe some helpful tidbits or tips and of course be here as a guide and resource if you need. And so I just thank you for being here for this conversation if you've stuck through. Um, Perhaps you've gotten triggered or had moments of recognition. Um, That's all just great stuff to notice. And if you're recognizing yourself in my story, I have an amazing gift for you, sister. Just imagine if you could feel clarity around this feeling of tension and control and frustration within you, within your relationship. Empowered in exactly what you need to do next in order to take action. Confident in your ability to move in the direction of positive change. Ease and inner peace as you're in your mind because it's no longer racing with worry and stress. This is the most affordable and accessible way to work with me one-on-one. And I've created a program that can literally change the game for you. It's called Despair to Repair. It's a 30-day intensive program. Now, I've designed this program to be accessible and affordable to literally anyone, you guys, This is literally the cheapest way to work with me. And I've done this because so many of you have reached out saying you want to work with me and you're stuck around financial restrictions. And so my one-on-one clients pay anywhere from $500 to $1,100 a month to work with me. This is like a tiny fraction of that. And so it's a quick 30-day intensive program where you and I get to work together and make some quick magic together. So you can see what it's like to have a coach. You guys, 
I don't care if it's me or anyone else, but everyone should have some kind of coach, therapist, guide, accountability buddy if you're into personal growth. It I have currently right now I have two coaches and that's not including like my four best friends who are coaches for a living. Okay. <laughs> so I really have like six coaches. Um I just can't express the value of a coach enough. Someone who can see from your perspective, see your situation from a different perspective and offer offer a different view and a different idea about the situation you're in. It is so helpful. To go back to my story, that is one of the reasons I was able to do this journey of feeling so fearful and in my control to feeling so free and open and just self-expressed and truly happy. It's because at that time I was enrolled in my 10-month training and I had a weekly coach. (laughs) So I had support. I don't know. I'm sure it's possible without support, but support makes it quicker. It makes it more effective and like you get a new best friend who's on your side trying to help you out. I just, I love my coaches and I wouldn't trade them for anything. So if you've been curious about coaching, but you've been scared because of finances or time, this is the perfect, short, affordable dive for you to get a taste. So here's the deal. I have four spots left in my Despair to Repair program, okay? And for only my podcast listeners, I'm offering... A special deal when you sign up in the next week so you have one week from the airing of this podcast to sign up you get a free ultimate guide to rockstar communication handbook it's a 44 dollars book you guys it's fucking amazing it's jam-packed 50 plus pages of communication mindsets tools exercises practical ways you can apply this with your partners in your friendships i mean this is All of my best communication secrets, tools, tricks, mindset shifts all in one place. And you get that for free when you sign up for Despair to Repair in the next week. You have one week to sign up from the airing of this podcast. So don't wait. Do it now. Get your free communication guide. You guys, I want you to have this because it's literally going to change your life. So I've put a link for you guys in the show notes right at the top. You can click there. It'll take you to the page where there's even more details. And you can make a move towards your growth, towards your clarity, towards your ease, towards your freedom. (sighs) I fucking love you guys so damn much. (laughs) Thank you for being here with me and please let me know if you like this episode did it resonate did you get something out of it take a screenshot of you listening to this throw it on your instagram story and tag me in it or send me a direct message email me at relationshipbadass.com or most of all subscribe leave me a rating leave me a review you know what to do (laughs) all right badasses i can't wait to be back with you again I hope you have the most magnificent day. 
Go check out Despair to Repair right now. There's four spots left, four spots left, you guys. I want it to be you. Come hang with me, girl. I'll talk to you soon.